Hi, I'm Jeff Grayson. This is the second half of a two-part interview. The guys have left the locker room. The halftime adjustments have been made. I think we can expect nothing less than 110%. It's season four of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. I am Chris Beyer, as always, with my co-host, Jim Martin. Jim. Hello, everybody. This is actually the second half of a two-part interview with Dave Ball, our, always our first guest of the season. And this time we paired him with Scott Zavecco, another multi-time guest here at the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome, Dave. Thank you very much, Chris and Jim. And welcome, Scott. Thank you. Thanks for being here, guys. Appreciate it. So we're recording this here in, uh, what is it, it's October, right? October of, yep. of uh, 2020. And something that just happened in the news, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Supreme Court Justice, passed away. They said that she had a final request. Her final words were something like, don't replace me until after the elections. Now, whether those are truly her final words or not, that's not what I want to get into. I'm just wondering if your bedside in a situation like this, can you ever interrupt somebody or ask for clarification during their final words? <laughs> I, think it's- I think it should because it could be addled slightly in the mind due to any kind of comforting medication, let's say, that they might be on. Yeah. How long do you let it go if they just start rambling? What do you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or you just start rambling and then, and then you're confused about something like, wait, 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 I just want to get this straight because I'm not going to have another shot at this. <laughs> you know, right. yeah. Back it up a bit. Th- throttle it down a little bit. Slow it down. Slow it down. But I got to get this out. No, no. Slow it down. I got to understand what you're talking about. What if they, they give you their last words and then they go on living for a while? Right. <laughs> Did they say it's my last words? Do they they amend their last words then later on? Right, right. I've changed my mind on those last words. No. What would would be your last words? Scott, do you have your last words planned out yet? Oh, geez. I haven't really thought about this too much. Uh, (laughs) You haven't? I don't know. That's crazy. Probably something about your wife and kids and all of this kind of stuff. My wife and kids or your wife and kids? We say goodbye to, uh, you know, Chris Beyer. That's really, you know, <laughs> and I sort of fade off into a dark. Like, right. what was that all about? Wow, that's an honor. This yeah, is right, like that's... the one call at the at the jailhouse. You know, you, you know, <laughs> that would be awkward if you say, these are my final words. And then like three weeks later, people are like, hey, what's up? You know, you said. <laughs> Does it mean you have to stop talking? If you yeah. keep living? My final words. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do, you think... anything, do you want anything to eat? I think for my final words, I want to make sure I tell my wife exactly what I paid for everything. When she starts selling it, she actually gets fair market value for them. Oh, there you go. Okay. I've got like a Word document. It's like a 5,000 word thing. A manifesto, and, your uh, last manifesto. Yeah. I'm trying to shorten it up a bit. I'm, I'm like doing bullet points now. <laughs> Good call. Good yeah. Call. Annotations. I'm doing the whole outline thing. Okay. As long as you the have one page uh, outline. Huh? It's more like about a 10 page thing right now. With footnoted <laughs> references. Yeah. When you indent, you have more than one thing on the next line, right? You can't have you can't have one and then A and then go to two. You have to have an A and a B. There are no more rules anymore. That's all out the door. There's no more rules. That's no, out the no that's rules. out the window. Nope. They they took away the two spaces after the period now too. So I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a free for all. This is a pandemic. This is what's doing it to us. Yeah. Actually, I brought in like a ghostwriter. I'm trying to punch it up a bit. Nice. 
Sure. I'm working on the pauses. Is he done? Did he die? No. Oh, oh no, he's back. He's back. Okay. Okay. The, the three acts of the final word. Yeah. <laughs> in my in my final words, I put in spaces for like the coughs and for like the, even if I don't have to cough at that moment, I might add it just for dramatic effect. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can have like a hero's journey. You yeah. have like the conflict and the you know and the resolution and the yeah. Uh, Scott, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she had her last wishes. What if their last wish is kind of nutty? I mean, do you have to follow it? <laughs> I don't know. Give me an example. Let's say they say <laughs> spread their ashes at like some place you've already been to and you'd rather go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where we're planning on this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they say, you know, take them to Acapulco and you're like, I've been there. You know, I would rather do Cancun. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, Somewhere, you know, in Lake Superior, like, come on, that's all like a seven hour drive. Isn't Michigan good enough? Yeah. yeah really? well, that's, that's what I was ending up with too, because I had four locations out on my ashes spread and Ellen's like, really, can you just do two? Is that's four is kind of a lot. It's like, Ellen, it's my last, you know, wishes. She's like, no, don't make it too complicated. I'm with yeah. Ellen on this. Yeah, I think me too. You get two. I think you get yeah. two. You don't get four places to spread. I was going to do Cedar Lake, Road America, Lake Michigan, and Washington Island. Now, hold on. You told me that you were on a diet, so maybe only three now. That's that's entirely possible, yeah. Then yeah. we just ashes <laughs> a spread. I think two maximum, and then do you have a certain radius? If you have one, okay, I'll take it anywhere. Oh. If you have two, it's like within 100 miles. I mean, I don't mean to, to, to put out anybody that has to do this kind of I thing. I think you but... do mean. I think you do mean to put people out. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a destination funeral where they send you on this errand, even after they're dead, they're, they're making a schlep all over the place. I, I, I don't think that's a good thing. Maybe have them going on a spreading of the ashes scavenger hunt. <laughs> like Pokemon Go? Right. You know, find somebody's ashes. <laughs> <laughs> you get a Charizard, right? Right, right. <laughs> Charizard, right, right. Now, I never played Pokemon Go, but like the character shows up on your phone, right? Yes. So if you did this thing you with your on. ashes... You know, here's like a hologram of you everywhere your ashes have been. <laughs> yeah, with a goofy face, look at your face. <laughs> I like that idea. Now, spreading your ashes, what, now you have to, what, is, what is that all about? Like, you can't just dump them all in one place. They have to be distributed evenly over a certain uh, radius, huh? Well, it's your last wishes. Whatever your last wishes yeah, whatever, are, you've you got to follow them. If you say, I, I want my ashes in Lake Michigan, I can simply go and just dump them all in one place. You know, there's no, I have to walk along the beach or I have to go off here. You know, there has to be clear clarification on all of this. Your final word is say, dump my ashes in Lake Michigan. Like, wait, wait, do you mean, do you mean the, the beach or did I just dump them in? <laughs> uh, no, no, I gotta know. <laughs> if I'm starting to feel a little peaked, I'm going to have to, I'm just going to start like yeah. a day before just to make sure I get it all in. Sure. Now, if somebody just keeps going on and on, what if you got to go to the bathroom or just check a text message? That's not a good time to do it, I wouldn't think. No. Oh, hold on one second. Hold on. Let me just take that phone. Yeah. Hold that thought. What about the deathbed confession? You got any confessions? I mean, don't spell them right now, but <laughs> I got a 10 page, 10 page manifesto of confessions I got to work on. I got this thing about a heist that I'm I'm going to spill eventually. Yeah, me too. I got to do the heist first. I guess my confession will be actually outlining what I actually paid for things <laughs> versus <laughs> versus what I told my wife I paid for things. 
Scott's awfully silent on this one, the confessions. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> I have no uh, major crimes, but... Any misdemeanors, how about that? <laughs> now, Dave seems to be focusing on hiding purchases from his wife. Usually, isn't that the wife that's hiding the purchases? Scott, is your wife, she hiding purchases or anything? <laughs> I'm sure she does. You know, I mean, things come to the house and, uh, you know, Amazon packages that I don't open. So, you know, I recently bought, I went to a, there's a store going out of business and I spent $100 on some kiss figures for my son. Nice. What is the value of the thing you can buy for yourself that you have to tell your spouse about? You know, what's the over under on that? For me, it'd probably be about 200 that I could successfully hide and not have to. explain you know how much goes in the confession list you know, so over 200 years gets on the confession list at the end it might be an idea to confess to a whole lot of things just for the hell of it troll people <laughs> yeah keep just them guessing him. yeah he never did that he's just, just talking say, crazy you know 9 11 that was me <laughs> right 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 i know where jimmy hoffa's body is yeah yeah right right, right. i am db cooper you know yeah right, right. <laughs> D.B. Cooper, that, that was like 1972 or something. Yeah. Jim, yeah. you're the youngest of us. Do you know who D.B. Cooper is? I don't. Scott, what's the story? He was a, yeah, he, there, was all this, there was a guy who uh, hijacked a plane, took a bunch of cash, and then when the plane was airborne, he jumped out with a parachute, and he was never oh. found again. Okay, that's the... Okay. It was sort of the stuff of urban legend, who he was, and he died, and all of this. Okay. I remember that story. I, I, didn't, I didn't recognize the name, though, but okay. And he wasn't really thought of as much of a criminal. He was more of a folk hero. You know, he wasn't someone who was despised. Like, so yeah. kind of like, like Bambenic, like Bambi, kind yeah. of like a folk hero, kind of pseudo-criminal folk hero. How much did he actually get? I mean, you can't really, unless he took millions, which is hard to jump with. I mean, how, you can't live for four decades off of $12,000. I mean, do we know how much the guy actually got? Well, I think like Scott said, I believe it was in the area of like two to $300,000, something okay. like that. In 1972, which, you know, inflation and whatnot, that was a pretty good chunk of change. He invests it right, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you go low-grade munis or high-grade munis, and like you said, diversify. The guy that just died here recently, Eddie Van Halen. I know Dave, a big Van Halen. Yeah. Yeah, I am. You know, late 70s, I was 10, 11, 12 years old. And you can't not, you know, hear Van Halen 1, Van Halen 2, Women and Children first. Um Scott, are you a big Van Halen guy? Uh, somewhat. You know, I was always more of a new wave guy. But, yes, I and my uh, son Kyle is a huge Van Halen fan. Uh, Probably more than I am. He has all their albums. And, but, yeah, somewhat. I read somewhere where Eddie Van Halen, he died of esophageal cancer, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy was a big smoker. Yep. And he blamed it on his guitar picks. Did you read yeah. that? Mm-hmm. I did. His metal and brass picks he'd hold in his mouth when he did his fretboard work, and uh, right there is where he got the tongue cancer. He got that section of his tongue cut out, uh, which then progressed. But uh, kind is of a right? side note, I actually have six degrees of separation from Eddie Van Halen. We all know he's married to Valley Bertinelli. Right. And she's got a younger brother, David, who was in the race series that I, was, I worked in for a decade. David worked mm-hmm. with a group called On the Throttle, which is a video production crew that actually did uh, some work for our race team. So I had to know David Bertinelli pretty well. And when we go over to Charlevoix, he becomes our little de facto tour guide whenever we go over there. Okay. Oh, nice. Going back to uh, the guitar pick, is there anything actually to that? Yeah, uh, you introduce metals into your mouth. I mean, for a protected time frame, 
it uh, wasn't the cigarettes, though, huh? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to factor that in, too. I mean, when do you not see him with one stuck in his headstock or whatever going? So he was always burning heaters. But the thing about him, too, is that people were talking about how when he first came on the scene, he didn't look the part because he wasn't a scowly rocker. He always had a smile on his face whenever he played, always smiling. Uh, and that really kind of made him more endearing, I think, to the public. Mm. He made yeah. his own guitars. I mean, those are all stuff he put together. He put together yeah. pickups and the body the and track. Yeah. 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 Like you said, an innovator, you know, a lot of people, people point to him, you know, for a certain style that you didn't see before that. Even right. the brown noise, he had a thing with his amp set up where he got that actual tone. You can hear a Van Halen song on the radio at any time. You know it's Van Halen because of that tone. He had several patents, too, and he eventually developed his own guitar company and app company, EVH. Are you more of a David Lee Roth guy or a, a, a Hagar guy? I'm a David Lee Roth guy, and I'll fight anybody who says differently. <laughs> you fight me because that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> Put the gloves on. You know, you know well, I like uh, David Lee Roth. You know, I'm a fan of, you know, yeah. Dave Zetter, what's your favorite song? Probably Mean Streets for me. Yeah. I talked to Jim about this beforehand. You know, we got to be careful about copyrights and things like that. But right. uh, let's play a clip of a couple songs. And, you know, I wasn't the biggest Van Halen fan. So I kind of want to hear a little bit of it to kind of jog my memory because I wasn't a big fan just hear a clip, Jim. Bring up one with uh, David Lee Roth singing here. Okay, sure. Here we go. You ready? All right, here we go. Let's right, hear here it. we go. I don't That's like it. it. I don't like it either. It's not good. I don't like it. It's <laughs> not good. If you want a front man, Scott Wheeland, David Lee Roth. Can't, can't go wrong no, Well, let's, 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 just a second here. Listen. It doesn't, it doesn't do, anything do anything for me. For me. <laughs> David Lee Roth. I mean, the tone on the, on the uh, guitar was a little off. He's a little raspy. But now yeah. combine his judo moves on stage and his gymnastic routines and everything else and uh his cracking of the voice and gets a high voice like from across the room we're yeah. just going strictly by this clip dave that's yeah, all we got I, to I'm, go on with copyrights and everything we can't yeah. talk about all this other stuff jim play a clip of the other guy singing sammy sammy see that's that better more like it that, that was amazing no comparison I mean, just on that clip alone no comparison scott you were david lee roth right uh, yes. Well, but, you know, Gary Chiron, you're not even going to bring him up, right? So, oh, yeah. yeah, David Lee Roth, given the three <laughs> lead singers. Yeah. X-nay, yeah. Now, what was your big band, Scott? Probably my favorite band ever, and it was probably when I was a little kid on, would be the Split Ends. Who morphed into Crowded House? All right, well, let's okay, play a little Split Ends. Now, again, because of copyright reasons, we can't play too much. So let's give our audience a little taste of the Split Ends. Do you have something, Jim? Now, again, exactly. we don't want to get sued. No, no. Here we go. Now, that's good stuff. That was good. That was good right there. That clip? Is that yeah, one man. step ahead? Yeah. That was, that was good. Name that song in two notes. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> An eighth of a second, huh? Yeah. Now, speaking of celebrity deaths, the guy that did that game show, can you name this tune? That guy just died. Really? Peter Martin. Boy, no, it was uh, Kennedy. Peter Kennedy? No, Kennedy Martin. He's, no, he's like 97 years old or something like that. I did not hear that. Bob Eubanks. He's still around. I think really? So. Bob Eubanks? Was he the, oh, the Newlywood game, I think? Yeah, that's right. I was thinking of the guy in the uh, match game. Who's the guy in the match game? Richard Dawson. Oh. Uh, no, with the long microphone. Gene yeah. Rayburn. Yeah. Oh, that, Very okay. good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. 
Speaking of celebrity death watch, what about uh, Alex Trebek? He's still with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. keeps wanting them back. Knock on wood. Well, I'll tell you, baseball has really taken a hit the last week or so. They got Whitey Ford went down and uh, uh, Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan. Morgan. And before that, it was, um, it was a big uh, pitcher for the Bob Gibson. Bob yeah. Gibson, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're actually at that age now where people we looked up to yeah. are starting to pass away. Right. Yes. Right. As kids, there would be some celebrity death, and your parents would say, oh, so-and-so died. We have no idea who the hell they're talking about. Right, yeah. right. This is, this is a good, uplifting show. Last moments, confessions. Dead celebrities. Death, dead celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> really in a role here. Well, I started the whole thing with the Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing. Right, right, right. What about these jobs where people are appointed for life? Is that a good thing, to appoint people for life? No. no. Never. I think every I think everybody would agree with that. But me and Jim are appointed for life as hosts of this podcast. That wasn't Which, wise either. No, no, and that's I think that's going to the Supreme Court next week. They're trying to overturn that. Yeah, yeah. How about instead of picking these judges for life, how about like ten years, twenty years, or something? Yeah, twenty. I yeah. go for twenty years, and then at the end of the twenty year stint, if they're young enough, they can basically re-up Retire. themselves, and then you know, um, as far as if they're voted. With even a slight majority, they they can stand for their twenty year stint. Dave yeah. just used the word basically, which was part of our last podcast. <laughs> and, and you know what? As I mentioned to Chris, it's not a hard word for me to use the trigger word because I use it all the time. And it, oh yeah. And it, well, he had he had the three words in there: interesting, right, and wow. And I must probably use those three words about a hundred times every podcast. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, right, right. Wow, wow. I do a lot of presentations for my work and my wife will be in the next room. We have offices across the hall from each other. And she's like, you got to stop using the word basically so much. You start off every, every set with a basically. Mm, yeah. Well, you're trying to pare it all down. Right. You know, to the basics. What's your, uh, Scott, what is your crutch word or phrase that you use that you find yourself using too much? Probably, you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And as Jim knows, that's mine too. And I tend to turn them into a contraction. I go, you know, yeah, I go, yeah, and they combine, I can't even do it. If yeah. I didn't think yeah. about it, I could do it. <laughs> but, uh, but your wife called me on that a couple times. She said, what word are you saying? And it was, you know, combined into, you know, it took her a while to figure out what I was doing. Every time you call me, Chris, you leave a message, she's like, uh, yeah, it's always, it's always, uh, yeah, Dave, it's Chris. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Have you ever listened to your parents or your dad probably for us? speaking on a recording and you're like oh my god i sound just like them in terms of the word choices in terms of you know the spacing of the words and whatnot have you ever listened to something like that i i haven't noticed that because my dad will leave messages like hi jim it's me uh give me a call back like just give me a call back i know you called but like you don't have to tell me give me a call back what what's the message do you use voicemail anymore do you call people hang up and assume that they saw that I leave voicemail because I leave a message. If I, if it's important, I leave a message. Hey, I'm calling about blah, blah, blah. Right. Or you, you don't want to return calls that were just pocket dials either. Right. There was a, a parent from school I was talking to, and he he, um, he stopped for a second. Oh, I can take this call. And he comes back. He's like, I've been getting all these people calling my number. Some like telemarketing thing has been spoofing their calls with his number. And these people are calling him back because they see the number on their caller ID. They're calling him and like, stop calling me. He said, this guy was really mad. He's yelling at him. Stop calling me. He's like, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. They're using my number. I don't know what to do about that. Scott, do you pick up 
your cell phone no matter if you know the number or not? I will only pick up a phone if I recognize the number. Otherwise, it will never pick up almost 0% of the time. Unless yeah, I'm waiting I have, for something, you know, then, then it's different, but yeah. I pick everything up. Well, it's different for you, though. It might be a patient. It might be a new patient, right? It also might be your kid calling from a different number or something like that. You better leave me a message. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my thing. You have to leave a message. I never pick up unless I recognize the number. Mm-hmm. I had caller ID, I think, the minute it came out. You know, it was like a separate device on your phone, and it yeah. costed a lot. It was fairly expensive extra, and I sort of paid it just because I was so tired of getting these calls and picking up and having to, you're not in the mood to reject somebody's sales pitch. One last question before we wrap it up. This is election season. Do you guys talk to pollsters? (laughs) If I got a call from a pollster, maybe, but uh, my phone number's on three different websites for various businesses I'm involved with. So I get a lot of calls that I don't recognize the number. So I let them go go to voicemail. But I've yet to have a pollster call. If a pollster called, would you lie to them or tell them the truth? It depends on their tone. Uh, if they're going to be it's kind of, yeah, if, 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 they, if they're going to have a jerkish tone, I'm going to play with that a little bit. If they're kind of being, you know, a little bit more, hey, we're, we're sorry we're calling. Uh, we have like to get some information. I'll see where it goes. But uh, Hey, dummy. Hey, dummy. Who are you voting for? Yeah. What? But I think I think I would probably play with them a little bit because you know what it's none of their damn business. I've had people come to my house and you know over the past months, putting stuff in my door. I sort of told them what they want to hear, so they go away. That's uh, that's a good tactic for. Um, it used to be when the Journal Sentinel would call you, they would call you all the time, try to get you to buy the paper. You say, "Oh, I already get it. Oh, okay, good." But now, if you go into Costco. There's the direct TV guys are waiting for you right at this in the entrance. And uh, you, what what cable what cable do you have? What 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 do you? Oh, I got direct TV. Oh, okay. Are you happy with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Move on with your life. Like otherwise, they launch into their whole thing. You know, just tell them what yeah. like you said. Tell them. Oh yeah. No, I'm good. Oh yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I was confrontational with the AT and T guy. He came to me one time, and I had a very bad experience with AT and T one time, mm-hmm. and uh, it was real unpleasant. So when the guy came to my front door. That was one of the times I wasn't. I was like, you know, <laughs> uh, you know your company kind of screwed me over. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what this. If you give me the $100 that I was put out by your company, I'll think about it. I don't want credits, in-store credits. To, you, know, but, you know, so he kind of walked away. That was one time I took pride in sort of being a, a jerk to somebody. But uh, mm-hmm. they wronged me first, but usually I'm. Um, sure. Well, I want to thank Scott for being on the show. I feel fortunate because... He doesn't answer his phone. He doesn't answer the door. I'm surprised he answered our Zoom call request. <laughs> it did take a little while. Yeah. I spent a while getting it on my iPad, and it didn't even work. Yeah. Well, we know now if we got to get a hold of you, we essentially have to break into your house. <laughs> right. right. Well, thanks, Scott, for stopping by. Dave, sure. thank you again for stopping by for thanks. Season 4, the, the inaugural episode of Season 4. Thank you, Jim, I'm not going to thank you because no. I see too much. I'm not thanking you either. Just yeah. reciprocity. You know? I look forward to any any celebrities on future shows. You guys have been getting some local uh, celebrities on. Yeah, we've been getting a couple. We just yeah. uh, interviewed Steve Palick before you. Oh. Yep. So. yep. The Jeff Grayson one was fun because I knew Jeff. From- yeah. Well, right now, Jim is playing that, that new music. I think you're going to be able to do that. The new music that's going to be at the end of the show. The Daily Grind. Yeah. So, uh, well, thanks again, everybody. Yeah, thanks, guys. uh, Appreciate it. Let's wrap it up. And we'll have you on the show again soon, I'm sure.
Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. Thanks again. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch Podcast when we talk fast food with Milwaukee radio personality, Steve Palick. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch Podcast. Spread the word.